You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to Star Wars and Scotch episode 87 and a half. I'm Tim, also known as Darkness429, one of your hosts for Star Wars and Scotch. Uh, joined alongside me is Kevin, a.k.a. Kevin Exvision, a.k.a. KMagic101, a.k.a. CEO of Rare Drop, a.k.a. AKA executive producer of GCX. A.k.a. Dying. A.k.a. Dying. We're back from GCX, Kevin. I'm a shell of what I was last week when I went to GCX. So I, uh, I'm, I'm sick. I've tested negative for COVID, Yeah, but my family has COVID. So I think we just, you got the con crud. Something. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I feel like garbage. And then I have shin splints. Well, I had, they got better. Uh, I had a stiff neck. If you were, if you were at GCX the last day, you saw me, I couldn't turn my head to the left or behind because I slept really weird and contorted. Um, and then that lasted this week. Um, the Lupos even gave me their Theragun. It's this little like dildo-esque thing that just pounds the area. Yep. And it worked it out. So that was nice. And then my wife bought one this week. Like making a massage gun sound really sexual. Yeah, I mean, that's on TikTok. The one that mounts to the wall. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no. They have no. one that mounts to the wall. Oh, God. And like the lady's like on oh. it. And then it always cuts to a woman like, I need to know where you got that. <laughs> um so uh uh yeah we had we had the uh the theragun helping and then i woke up this morning with some mysterious bruise on my back so i'm i'm so you know, honest, i think that's a success a successful event for for everybody if kevin came back with just all of the energy left at the event you know we put on a good show yeah i also walked 58 miles over three days or something yeah something like that i don't know you walked like 54 or something i, wa- right? I walked a decent amount but yeah i mean like Overall, it was a fantastic show. We had a bunch of people show up. We had an amazing Star Wars panel. That panel uh, was incredible. It was packed. Kevin, like, remember the first Star Wars panel we did? We were just like, oh, I hope we can make this fun. And, yeah. like, half the room was packed. Well, this we had people standing outside, peeking their heads in through the door, trying to hear us. Yep. Which yep. was wild. I mean, like, it was, it was, you were, you were moderating the panel. You did a fantastic job, by the way. You Thank were, you. like. Kevin should be a professional moderator for panels because he just killed it. He like constantly kept the questions going. The room was always having fun. Uh, and he always made sure he was asking the right questions for the right people. Like nobody got like, I didn't get a biology question. You know, I was like, Tim, what do you think about the insides <laughs> of, uh, uh, you know, of a twilight? What do you think? Like, I don't know, Kevin, you should ask the biology person. Um, everybody got like the right questions and everything. Just Everybody was just having a good time. And so it was really cool to see uh, people who were either fans of what we do or fans of what our friends do. Or they're friend, they're just fans of Star Wars. I had a bunch of people come up to me and like, I love Star Wars, but I didn't know I needed this. Where is your podcast? I didn't know I did you too. did a podcast. It was so crazy that so many people are like, I didn't know that you did this on the regular. How do I listen to this all the time? Mark on the fly raised two hundred fifty dollars with that little limited edition throw. Oh, that's so awesome! Yeah, for Saint Jude. Um, and your your boy Killa, the guy who cosplayed as Killa, won. Yeah. It. That's he, awesome. He bought a hundred tickets. So uh, holy crap! I got to meet him. Yeah, he was um, 
I got to, he, he came to my meet and greet and he asked me to sign his helmet, which I was like, dude, are you sure? And so pool shark and I both signed his helmet, uh, which was really, really cool. It just had so many people that were just so, it was so refreshing. It was so re-energizing because we just met so many just people who were either like fan, they found us during the pandemic, you know, cause we were like two years of not really being able to do anything. And so I had a lot of people are like, dude, I, I started, I found you during the pandemic or I found Star Wars and Scotch during the pandemic or I just, like, so many people are just, I love what you guys are doing. So that was like, that was a huge motivator for me to continue like doing all this and making it bigger and better. Yeah, it was a great time. Uh, we didn't record on Wednesday because I literally had no voice. Yeah. Uh, I could barely speak. So um, I actually didn't for the first time in a long time, I didn't watch a Disney plus series till in the evening. I didn't oh, rush to watch it that morning because yeah. I'm off social media this sure. week, taking a complete break. But I uh, I sat down with Danielle. She hadn't seen the previous episode, so we watched that one together, and then we watched the new one together, which was weird because I usually like wake up, watch the episode, right, and then binge you know, it and get done. Yeah, exactly. So it was nice to just sit, relax after dinner, watch Obi Wan, um, and kind of just uh, uh, ease into it. But uh, before we go any further. <clears throat> unfortunately i'm not drinking king's coast coffee today and that is not because i don't enjoy king's coast coffee it is because i need tea uh with honey lemon ginger and pea milk oh pea milk why pea milk because i can't drink dairy milk oh well, was, oh do you like putting milk in your tea yes yep oh i yeah i like i don't like doing that that's an english thing it is an english thing i just never really i just never i don't know as i got older so that was the thing that I used to do. My mom, my mom, my mom's grandmother, my great grandmother is was from England. A uh, very proper lady, and that's how she taught my mom how to drink tea. I, on the other hand, just like drinking tea black. I like I just really enjoy black tea, just like I do like drinking black coffee. These are awesome, Kevin. Oh my gosh, the cold brew! Whoa, the GCS cold brew was fantastic. We got we, we got about... loaded up with the the team brought a bunch of extras. So now my my mini fridge is all stocked up. We had about 150 left over, so I'll, I'll have some for the office uh, sitting at home right now. I haven't been able to enjoy them because like, when I'm sick, I can't drink coffee because it just changes That's the taste. That's fair. Yeah, everything tastes weird. You get that like sick taste in your mouth. I feel yeah, that. Yeah, so tea is really the only thing I can drink to keep my caffeine addiction in check. And then uh, also you get the shakes. cut my throat with honey and lemon and all that stuff. Yeah, so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, kingscoastcoffee.com. They had a great GCX. Um, what's funny is as we were breaking down the Kings Coast booth, we were discussing what we're going to do at next year's GCX. Yeah. And uh, we have some really good ideas. I'm excited um, of what we want to do. Yeah, it's exciting. It's uh, it's cool. But yeah, we're uh, we're on our way to um, uh, some really cool stuff. The next cold brew drop is coming up as well. So stay tuned yeah. for that uh, as well. And uh, I believe is it this Saturday they're doing that market thing at Kings Coast. I don't know if they advertised it anywhere. Not sure. Go on their social. But, uh, they're doing some market yeah. thing. If you're on Long Island, you can go stop by and say what's up. Anywho, Kevin, so it's weird not to then also plug GCX because I was ready to. I was like, head over to GCXevent.com and get your did. We've been well, we doing can, that for weeks now. So you can pre-order your tickets right now. You yeah, know, you if you want to get your 2023 tickets, you can head over to GCXevent.com and you can pre-order those now. Yeah, 14 months though, so. You, know. <laughs> you got some time. <laughs> you got time. Don't worry. I don't even want to think about that until next week. Um, but uh, yeah, GCX was great. We had a blast. We raised uh, 2.8 million total, 1.8 million during our marathon, 1 million during um, uh, Build Against Cancer. So yeah. we're looking, we're already looking at Build Against Cancer. We're going to meet uh, with with Sam and the team, I believe next week or the week after, to talk about Build Against Cancer. So it's like one thing stops, another thing starts. So yeah. And if you guys missed the GCX panel, if you missed our Star Wars and Scratch panel, we're gonna be putting that audio up for for listeners and then we're going to try to get the video segment up as well on our on our on our different social media platforms yeah yep yep exactly Perfect. and well, there uh, you go i'm just amazed by how many people had no idea you had a star wars podcast yeah I, it was so funny that they were like fans of me and they're like i didn't know you did this i'm like i talk about this every week and tweet about All it how do you time. miss this i like literally i'm like the Star Wars guy on Facebook, it feels like most of the time. So it's just like, how did you miss this? But I'm glad. I am really, really glad that people found us and, and we've got new fans. So hello. Welcome. If, you, if you're coming over from GCX and, and you found us, thank you. Thank you so much. But uh, you ready to jump into this week's episode, Kevin? Yeah, man. Can we start with the end? Sure. Yeah, let's start with the end. So the Dude, end. Vader being comic book Vader is everything. It gives me so much life, Tim. I love just the... The put uh, all he the effortlessness of him just toying with Reva was just oh so good. It felt like it felt like a scene like one of the the scenes in Harry Potter where they're doing their wand fights. Yeah, like just the way he's one hand, not two. Yeah, one. Uh -huh. 
Yep. Is that, that nope? He's like, uh, he was like, yo, I'm not even taking my lightsaber out. I'm gonna break yours in half and yeah, we'll use right? those. How's that sound? Like, I love, I love the how he just like threw it to her. He's like, pick it up. Yeah, it was. He's he, toy- just, he toyed with her the entire time. I, I do have to say though, for, so if we're gonna start from the beginning, I, I do feel bad for, for her character. I feel bad now, for, for Reva. Um, I, I, I feel for her because at the end, she not only got used by Anakin. She also kind of got used by Obi-Wan in a way, which I felt I felt like Obi-Wan kind of put the idea in her head to like, this is going to be your time to strike. When in fact, he used her greed and her want for vengeance as a way to mask his escape. Well, that's how I kind of saw it. I was like, oh, Obi-Wan, that's kind of dark. Like, here's, I, he, here's why I disagree. Okay. Because they would have escaped regardless of Reva trying to attack him from behind or not sure no right exactly i think so but like the uh, the entire the entire idea of of her getting set up for that kill like i don't think i don't think obi-wan knew that she was gonna kill her i don't think he had any faith in her actually doing the deed it's possible i I feel like i feel like he set her up for failure with this idea of he'll be focused on me that'll be your chance like so so i don't know it felt kind of like he played her in a, in a way maybe not maybe he saw it as like no this will be the perfect time to take on anakin and i won't be the one who does it someone else will do the dirty work for me i don't know if obi-wan knows how strong anakin has become i okay so so i would have to say that he knows that there's more like he is more powerful than before I would right. have to agree. Yeah, he doesn't know the extent of his ability to tap into the dark side yet, um, and and so maybe he, maybe he never finds that out. Like, we, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what are they going to put in the final episode that cleanly wraps this all up and puts a bow on it. Because there's yeah. still a lot left in this journey to get us to episode four, like the episode four Ben, like we've been talking about, and I just still don't feel it. Like we're we're there for the 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 final piece of closure that we that we need. Um, it depends where the ship is going because the ship doesn't have a functioning hyperdrive. So it really depends where they can. And go they're behind the them too. They're chasing right. them. So right. I don't also, know, man. Grand Inquisitor. He's just like, hello, I'm back. Like, that I mean, we just- all knew, we called that. We knew he was coming back. Like we all, we all knew that he was going to be reintroduced into, into the show. There was no way that they were going to let her kill, like quote unquote, kill him in the first episode. And then him not show back up to to let viewers so my, know, like, oh, the Grand Inquisitor's alive. You will see him again. So my whole theory is that Vader sensed that at some point Reva was going to try to kill him. And that it was all just a setup to tra- entrap her. And that the Grand Inquisitor knew the entire time. Yep. I don't know if huh. the fifth brother knew, but the way Vader spoke to her at the end. Yeah. Sounded like I've known the whole time. Like, you know, you're an idiot. You should have known I don't, better. I wonder if it's not so much like an idiot, but knowing that her blind, her her blind aggression and just overall anger would lead would lead Vader to Obi Wan. I think maybe that's what it came down to because she he knew that she would do anything in her power because the Grand Inquisitor had rules. He had he had ways of going about doing things, but she was like an attack dog. He literally just let her off the leash and was like, "Go get him." And so she was willing to do, she was, she's literally like the aggression and the ferocity behind her is like a little Anakin, right? Like she's just really, really angry and upset. And you could feel that too. when she's talking to him through the door, like, and we, and we, we talked about this, like, why does she hate Obi-Wan? Ah, here it is. She literally lays it out. She says, why didn't you stop him? Why didn't you try to stop him as he's slaughtering the, the people that I love the most, the people that were my family, where were you? Like and so like that that goes back into the first episode where she's just like toying with him like Obi Wan like all of that it's like what's the, the well the sad thing is is he wasn't even on World he was off I forget what planet that was where he rides the boop thing yeah yeah um, yep. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I have two of those in Swotor by the way and I forget I forget bar, what planet that is it's if you hit the space bar and jump they go boop while you jump so I do it all isn't the that the home world of the Grand Inquisitor. The Powans? I don't know if it's the Powans. It might be the Powan homeworld because they're all saying like we're being held hostage and all that. Yeah, stuff. I think that's the same. It's the same planet. So, uh, but yeah, he was off world during Order sixty six. There was no way that he could even help. 
Right. Um, but it was dark, dude. Like the whole idea of like when she says like I felt the, like I I played dead amongst the bodies. I felt them go cold. Like when they open up this the episode with a <laughs> fictional depictions maybe unsettling for viewers. I'm like, this is gonna be a dark episode, dude. It is their homeworld. It's Utapu. There we go. Yeah. So, but like yeah. like overall, like this this episode like just starts just it starts out just going hard. Uh, I was like the 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 intro scene to it being Coruscant called. I was like, oh, it's I was like, oh, neat, we're back on Coruscant. I've see the Emperor, and then you get the back of of Anakin's head, and I'm like, oh no, it's a flashback. Like that entire scene of them calling back and forth the fight, and Obi Wan being able to essentially play chess with Anakin through a memory was so cool. Like he says, no, he's gonna do this, and then it. I the one thing that I had a hard time trying to understand is was Anakin and Obi-Wan were they both recalling the exact same memory at the same time is this playing into the whole like master and apprentice so having this a, connection there's a theory well there's there's fan theories saying that they it was through a force bond that they could both share the same that's, you know recollection at the same that's time that's what i'm thinking and then there's the extreme fan theory which i do not subscribe to but i'll bring it up is sure. that they, they are a force dyad i don't i don't think I, that's true i don't either but that's that's out in the in the world since the episode aired well so we actually haven't had like the entire like dyad mechanic like hasn't been like explained fully like like they show it off in 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 nine but it's still like we don't really truly understand like how does a force dyad formed and like what are those bonds like how does it all work like so that's the one thing that i would be curious i mean maybe it is a dyad i mean maybe, maybe it's a uh to a certain degree like how a dyad works where they are connected through a, a, a strong bond um, you know, and I think maybe we'll get more into that with the High Republic because they definitely yeah. touched on that a lot more. There was also, I felt like, a nod to the High, the high Republic in this episode too. When he looks at when Obi Wan looks at the wall and you see the the, the sigil for the the Jedi Order, and yeah. it says the light may fade but is never gone. Yeah, and that 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 made me think of the High Republic in the sense of where every all the Jedi are starting to feel the Force dwindle or like that that overall like that. The, the presence, like that, that warmth, the light, and all the things that they talk about, the good that the Force is, and then they start, they're feeling it just kind of dissipate. And so I wonder if that's going to tie into any of this as well. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, here's the thing is now that we know that the Jedi are not all extinct, like, you know, we, we thought in episode four, it really depends who's out there. It depends what they're doing with the force. Like have others shut themselves off. Like Quinlan's probably out there doing backflips and chopping off stormtrooper heads on some remote planet in the outer rim. Well, we saw the big we saw the big crate of of lightsabers and and even Jedi right. robes that they were keeping. So I wonder if that was like you know, Quinlan is building up a, a, a Jedi cache, if you will. Yeah. So um I really I think it really depends who's out there, what they're doing, and how they're using the force. Or has everyone cut themselves off to stay safe like Obi-Wan? Which we know is not true because of the guy we met in episode one when he meets Obi-Wan out in the desert and he's like, what happened to you? That whole thing and blah, 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 blah. So Obi-Wan's situation might be unique as, as and they, they inquisitors say like the Jedi hunt themselves. You know, they can't help. Can't but help but good. to try to save people. Yeah. Right. They can't help but, you know, and the inquisitor explains in his nefarious way that it's, you know, that's their nature. That's who they are. Um, well, and then even like in the fight today was it was even like really like magnified when when Obi-Wan tells Anakin, he was like, no, that's not the Jedi way. Like we are to right. save lives, not take them. And then Anakin quickly is just like, well, how do you beat your opponent without taking the life? And so like that was that was a very interesting. Again, you were looking at the same situation through two different lenses, uh, which I thought was really cool to, to see it from. And again, like this whole idea of of really trying to humanize Vader. And, and I, I read a, a really interesting article um, about Hayden Christensen and about the whole idea of him, you know, bringing Vader back and still like being Anakin and, and why a lot of people are having a hard time appreciating the character because they don't like the idea of a bad guy also be, what, that was he was once a hero. And, 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 I, and I agree with that. I feel like a lot of viewers are having a hard time sympathizing with Vader because they can't see the guy behind the mask. And it's that's the what the show is doing. The show is giving you... The, the the look behind the mask and showing that that it is Anakin and there's a lot going on. It's the Magneto syndrome. Sure. Yeah. Like that's he's not he's not bad because he's bad. He's bad because the guy lived through the Holocaust as a child. Yeah. And was was mistreated by the Nazis. And then when they found out about his powers, 
he went apeshit on them. Right. And then he swore that mutants would never be treated that way again. It's the same type of mentality that Vader has. I'm going to protect the galaxy because I don't want anything bad to happen. Well, look where he comes from, too. I think that's a great analogy. He comes from an outer rim planet that had no that had no law at all. It was lawless. It was run by a crime cartel. He he was abused by and then he was also put to work at a very, very young age. He gets ripped from his mother. His mother dies. He, he he's then fed these lies and then he loves someone and then loses them. Like right. it, he, he went through so many different levels of trauma. You're right. I really have, you know, didn't even like think about analyzing it from that point of view. Um, again, the whole idea of when, when, when Mace looks at him is he's too old and like, and everyone has a really hard time understanding the whole idea of being old. Like he's not old in age. It's that he has gone through so much that he's not pure anymore. He's not a, He's not an empty glass that you can fill. He's so full of, of, of life already. He's already experienced so much that there's no way that we could remove all of that and then try to start clean. It's just impossible. That's not how the human brain works unless you completely wipe it and you, you know, memory loss and you start from scratch. Um, so yeah, like that's, and I like that. And again, we talked about this during you know, our, our live panel at, at GCX. We've been talking about this continuously for the past couple of weeks. Mental health is definitely a big part of this show and trauma and PTSD and all of these things that go into building a character, either good or bad. Look at Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was, was this, this, this shaking shell of a man. And now he's really starting to get back into his own. He's finding, he's finding himself again. And uh, it's just, it, it was so cool. Like I felt, I really felt like Obi-Wan in this episode was full power Obi-Wan. Like it was, it was general Kenobi at this point. It wasn't, it wasn't old Ben Kenobi out in the, in the Dune Sea, this was General Kenobi out there. The big force push on Riva and sending her backwards and then like fighting off all these stormtroopers. Like it was visually, it was a stunning experience for me and it was dark. Like that whole scene was just, it was, it was monumental in for, for Obi-Wan in that sense because he finally came back. I felt like I we, we were, we were waiting, waiting for the full power Obi-Wan. Here it is. I think Obi-Wan will defeat Anakin in their duel in the next episode and i don't think he'll kill anakin because he can't no he'll end up he'll end up doing something where it like he leaves he leaves anakin either the way that he eat in a way that he left him on mustafar or he's gonna leave him in a way where he can talk to him you know and like you know he's just disabled right he's disabled and they can have that one-on-one yeah no it's 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 complicated. That's the problem. Oh, most yes. definitely. That's the hard part because, like, you know that Anakin wants to... He doesn't want to kill him. Anakin doesn't want to kill him. He said that multiple times because, like, Reva was like, we have to break them. It's like, no, we don't have to break all of them. We just have to break one. And right. it's just Obi-Wan. He continuously wants... And you see this in the comics. Like, Vader wants the people who made him suffer. He wants those people to suffer right. as much, if not more, than he did. And so, like, he takes it out on the Inquisitors... He's like, oh, right. So my master chopped off my limbs here. I'll chop off yours because you're yeah. And so he cuts off their hands. Um, you know, he wanted Obi-Wan to burn and feel what it like to 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 catch on fire, but not die. You know, like right. all of these little things that he puts people through. It's really, really interesting. So we've got one episode left, Kevin. We know that we've got one big lightsaber duel left. We still haven't seen Qui-Gon. We haven't seen Obi-Wan commune with his master. Like we saw in episode two, he's sitting in the cave, constantly trying to talk with Qui-Gon. So do you feel like we are going to get a Qui-Gon um, visitation, a, a some type of, of spirit at, at the beginning of next episode to, to kind of lead Ben in the way that he has to go in order to defeat Vader by the end of this season? Or or do you think we're going to get the, the, the hook for season two? I think the show will end with him going Master Qui-Gon and some sort of light or something emanating on his face and then he'll cut to black Um, because he needs to learn that skill to pass it on to Luke. Um, So I think if they're going to hook it, that would be the hook to go into season two. We do know that Qui-Gon's ethereal force form isn't humanoid. It's just a ball. Just a ball because he he did not finish the trials. He was learning and then he died. So we don't need, they don't need Liam Neeson to do it technically. Well, not in body form. I mean, like it's not his voice. I think nice to have his voice. Yeah. 
I did find out that it is James Earl Jones, by the way. But it is James using, Earl Jones. They're using a voice uh, like uh, modulator to make sure he doesn't sound old like he did in Rogue One. And it was rough. In Rogue One, I, I remember as soon as he talked, I was like, oh, he's old. Like He sounded like his voice isn't as deep as it was in the original trilogy, which makes sense. As Dude. you get older and all these things, those muscles start to decay and, and whatnot. So I hate this. Cool monthly trend of people posting a picture of james earl jones on twitter every time because it's like james earl jones is fine and it's like okay can we stop just no. don't do that don't he's... don't do that no stop stop every time i see a picture of him i'm like oh he's dead he died here we go and you know what they'll still be able to do vader stuff even after he passes oh sure most definitely but he is the voice of darth vader yeah he is he is he is yeah and it's cool that it's cool that hayden got to be the body of Vader. Um, I read the, the the same report where he was talking about um, some of the. Like, so this is from a it's from a, a a website called Fatherly. The entire the entire uh, article is actually about Hayden and his daughter and how his life changed in uh, when his daughter was born. And it was like as someone who's a, a new father, like I totally understand that. Like, he's like my entire outlook look, uh, changed. Like the 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 rat race for fame was all different. Um, like he didn't want to be a part of it. He just completely wanted to focus on on his family. And I thought that was really, really cool and admirable. And he talks about in this in the same article, he talks about how he had to fill out the Darth Vader bodysuit because it's just so big. And he's like, I had to put on 30 extra pounds to fill it out. He's like, I didn't go dad bod, but I had and he's like, he's a smaller guy. He's got a smaller form. And he was like, I had to put on like 30 extra pounds to just like fill this out. And he got he, he got big. And then he said, like, after he was done, he was like, I went back to my normal, my normal diet and just deflated is what he said. But he said it was really intimidating, like building himself up to actually be in that. Um, and so that's cool to me that they're using, again, like they did in the original trilogy. They have one person who's the body of Vader. And then you have James Earl Jones, who's the voice of Vader. And then you bring these two, these two people together and they create a very impressive antagonist, which is just really, really fun to see. But I'm I'm excited to see more of Hayden. I want Hayden on screen. I, I, it, was, it was a little shocking to see him older. And this is something I wanted to talk to you about. We both know that you and, and Hayden are older now. Um, we're looking at almost, what is it, 20 years now into the future, right? We're about 20 years, like in real time. It lasts, the, we're about 20 years. And yeah. so you can tell, like, even like on Hayden's face, he's got a little bit of like the cheek lines and things like that. But they didn't try to de-age them. They didn't try to de-age them, and so this is the where I started. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but 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 think about it though. Like they looked like there are parts of them that looked the same from episode two and episode three, but their faces are the same as they are now. You can tell Ewan's face is a little bit more fuller. His beard is different. His hair is different. Like it's, it, it all looks the same, but it's different. Do you think that that was done on purpose? Do you do you? So this is how I feel. I feel like. They were putting themselves as they are now, like in their purest of forms, like you would see in a force ghost. Oh, interesting. Their purest forms filled that memory. Yeah, I like that. I like that theory. That's fun. Because like, like so, in there, so what I was trying to figure out is like, why didn't they de-age their faces? Like they, they do it with Luke. You know, we've seen it before. They did it with, they did it with, with Leia. Yeah. We, we saw it. We saw it with, with a few other characters. They've de-aged them. They didn't de-age these two. They left them the way that they are in real life right now, but they are wearing the same garbs as they would in episode two or episode three. And so, and so I, I went back and watched the episode this morning and I thought about this and I was like, I think what's happening is that they're filling these memories together. They, they have this, they have this connection they have this deep connection and they're filling these memories with, with how they are right now. And, and I, yeah, I, I, I thought about it and I was like, there's no real other way to explain it other than they got lazy. And I don't, and I don't think Filoni would have gotten lazy with something like this. This is very special and you have to treat it with a lot of respect. And so that, that lightsaber duel was very, very important for storytelling in mul like in multiple ways. The ending of it was also very impactful. The way that Obi-Wan talks to Anakin and the look on his face, Anakin looks sad by the end of it because yeah. Obi-Wan put in his face, all of his faults. He's like, you will, this is why you're a Padawan because you can't keep up with me because you are so full of, uh, you're so full of yourself when the want to win, you want victory, you want to impress, you want to do all of these flashy things that at the end of the day, no one cares about. And, and, it's and it not was like how great of a warrior you are. Yeah. And he's just like, that's my identity. And he stripped me of it. Yeah. He told me that everything that makes me who I am is not 
where I should be, even though that's that's what I feel is the right path for me. It also and shows it, you that Obi-Wan was a good teacher, which we already knew. And Anakin's path was set pretty much by the force. But Obi-Wan didn't fail him in, in that sense, in my opinion. Obi-Wan did try to set put him on the right path and make sure. And it's lessons like that that Anakin ignored. Yeah. Just got where he got us to where well, we are today. I think this also goes into the connection that those two have is very different. Um, Obi-Wan isn't just an authoritative figure. Obi-Wan is also a brother and a father. Yep. And so, you know, much like how children, you know, treat their parents versus how they treat uh, a stranger that's also an authority figure. Right. You know, they treat them very, very differently than they treat someone who they, like, they are always with and connected to and love. Um, so, like, I can see why Anakin treated Obi-Wan the way that he did in that fight. You know, it's right. much, much like a young son with a father who knows all, who has gone through all of this before. I've lived this life. I'm trying to teach you so you don't have to go through everything that I went through. But like, that's not how life is. Life is all about firsthand experiences and learning it on your own um, so that you can try to pass that down. And it never works out. All these lessons and stuff we try to pass down to people. Everyone, at the end of the day, everyone has to go through it themselves. And, yep. um, and like that's, and I think, again, that's what's so cool about Anakin's journey is that he, he literally did the exact same thing that he did before. Obi-Wan called it move for move for move. And that shows, again, he is still but the learner. And I think that kind of plays into that line of like the last time that we met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Um, and so maybe, and so maybe that, that time gap from where we leave Obi-Wan, you know, the five years in the past to where we get to episode four, you know, maybe there is a whole nother story that we have to go through in order to figure out like, why does, why does Anakin now feel like he is the master? Did you you know, like what the, is, what has he done? Did you like the Starkiller homage? I missed that. Oh, with the two lightsabers. Yes. No, no, no. What did the I miss? The ship. So yeah, I think it's in two. Hold I can't on. I remember which one it is. When he hold, when Vader holds the ship, with the oh, force. oh, when he pulls. Okay, so when he yeah, the Star Killer pulls down a Star Destroyer. Right, but it's yeah, so definitely yes, an homage. I call, yeah, I Killer. thought that was really really cool when he pulls that and he just holds it, holds it, and then rips did it you, down. Uh, most did, definitely, dude. Did you I was, also audibly go, "Oh shit!" When he ripped the side open. Yes, I, I thought everyone was dead. I, I was thought like, how did they get was, out of this? I thought he was gonna rip Obi Wan out and just hold him and choke him in the air. That's what I was waiting for, and then it was empty. I was so blown away. I I don't know where the second ship came from. That was the other part that I was like. How did they do that? It was probably across the hangar. It's a pretty big hangar. It was it was pretty decent, but it was it was still surprising. I was it was amazing that he they were able to do a shell game. It was just and he was straining too. Like Vader was not having an easy time with that. He mm -hmm. you could tell he was like shaking. But we've and... never seen that. We've never seen anyone other than Starkiller in I it, correct that's me if not I'm wrong. Even canon. But yeah, and Starkiller's force abilities of being able to pull a, it, it's a Star Destroyer. It's a normal Star Destroyer. Star it's not Destroyer. a Super Star Destroyer. It's a normal Star Destroyer. It's a He's able game. to, and, and it's pretty far away yeah. when he rips it, it down into, uh, onto the surface. And so like that level of force power is insane. Um, but to see Vader do that in, on screen is, is really impressive. And it's so cool that they, they showed that because yeah, again, it, it plays into out. the ferocity of Vader, you know, yep. much like when Ray does the lightning strike. On the, yes. on the troop transport. Yeah. Um, and, and we think that she kills Chewie and like all this shit. Like that's kind of like, that was the same idea of like, it's again showing how, how powerful these people can be when unhinged. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I freaked out. I was having a geek moment. I was like, ah, oh, Starkiller. Well, he also, I mean, also the idea of him dual wielding like Ahsoka, you know, or even Starkiller, you know, that him holding it, like that's not a, that is not a normal thing for Anakin to do. We saw him do that in. I honestly thought he was going to duke her. I thought he was going to come in here and he was, was going to scissor say, her. He was going to scissor her head off. Um, but for say, Vader, that's the only other time we've seen him do that, right? That's is the it? only time we've ever yeah. seen Anakin dual wield. But Vader never dual wields again because his suit is so heavy. It, it's it's really hard for him to move. So that's why he does one hand and really heavy lunges because his suit is just so so strenuous to 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 have on him. So probably like why he for didn't him take to it out that, to begin with. What's that? It's probably why he didn't take it out to begin with. Yeah, like, exactly. Ah, whatever. Yeah, what's the point? That's why it's just easier for him to move his hand and just force push or lightsaber. The best part was this this movement when he was just like. Whoosh, whoosh. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Like just, just so, uh, just please, child, move. 
He, she very, literally, very she good. was, it, he it was like swatting a mosquito for him. It was ridiculous. Um, but, so the, the other thing that I, I, I was really, really curious on, and, I, and one thing I really hope that they, they either explain in the next episode or they're going to have to give us an, another season. But like, Reva and her and her her backstory still hasn't been explained. Um, she she says before she cuts the door open, she says, "You have no idea what I've done alone." Yeah. Um, and so like that right there was was really really intense for me because what did she do in order to get where she was? And and hopefully we'll get another dialogue piece between her and Obi Wan because we know that she's going to end up on Tatooine. She has to go back to the only reason why why I say that we know that she's going to go to Tatooine is because she picks up that calm at the end. She knows there's a boy, and we know that it's on Tatooine. And so, she remembers Owen. She heard she the remembers name Owen. Owen. She met Owen in episode one. Right. And so why wouldn't she go to Tatooine? Now, now the question is, does she go to Tatooine? Because we get that that nice that nice zoom in on Luke as he's sleeping. Does she go to Tatooine to kill him to face with Obi Wan? Or does she become some type of protector? So the next episode is on Tatooine because the actress who plays Aunt Peru said she has a major role to play that still hasn't played out in the show. Obviously, the shot of Luke at the end of the episode. Um, and then it has to end on Tatooine. It always ends on Tatooine. It's just that's Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, it's the most important planet in the galaxy, even though it's not. Um, so heaven. Uh, everywhere. It's course. It's course. Uh, but it has to end on Tatooine. There's too many things at stake for it not to. Um, and, you know, Obi-Wan has to end up back on Tatooine. Obviously, Luke's okay, but they're going to they're gonna run us through the ringer. They're going to make us, you know. It doesn't feel okay right now. When you right, zoom and, in on a character like that, you, you know shit's going to happen. And even though we knew Leia was okay, we still were on the edge of our seat with a lot of what happened because it's like, but you know she's going to be fine. And that's yeah. good storytelling. So it's going to be the same thing. They're going to drag us through on that. But they have to go back to Tatooine. I'm curious to see what Reva's role is at the end here. I have a feeling she is going to die. Yeah. I have a feeling you'll learn more about what you said, the uh, things I've done alone, because she has to take a journey from the Jedi Temple to the to becoming an Inquisitor, and there's obviously a time gap there. Um, so we don't know what she did to either become an Inquisitor, get caught, so maybe a comic or something like that will tell her story from there. I don't think they would put that in a show. I don't think she's popular enough um as a character i like her by the way i she's think a, she's great I, she's a great sidekick though i think she's really cool to have along and like cut to and like have a part of the story but yeah i think, feel like for her to have her own show would be very very forced yeah no I don't, right. I, don't, I don't think so so i think in a comic or something is how they'll flesh out that story that would be cool yeah i could see that happening yeah because i mean we we all want to learn like because the inquisitor was a temple guard yes don't you want to know more about how the hell did that happen like temple guards are sworn he was like well. He was recruited by Anakin. Anakin didn't kill him. He saved it. He saved his life. Cause he there's a there's um shit. There's a I forgot where it is. But he there is an actual internet. I think they show how that happens. Oh, and maybe in one of the Vader comics or something. I think so. I haven't read through all of them, but I know I I someone's gonna correct me. Correct me on Twitter if I'm wrong, or let me know somewhere else. But I'm pretty sure Anakin Anakin feels that there is a like there's a shift in him, and so he recruits him as the as you know as as one of his his henchmen. Interesting, but yeah, and maybe they'll do an Inquisitor series, like talk about how they. Oh, that would like, be so sick! Maybe going play- to, the same way they're doing the Bounty Hunter one in yeah. comics right now. So who knows? Because there's lots of Inquisitor, like the who's the big one from Jedi Fallen Order, the huge the sister. Oh, the uh, is that the ninth the sister? Sec- it's the second sister. Si- is it the second sister? No, I gotta look. She's aw- that fight is so much fun, dude. Jurors. No, second was- sister. Second sister is what's her face? Um, uh, Trilla. Trilla is second sister. Is it fifth sister? And she dies. Hold we on. know Trilla dies. Fifth, fifth sister? Got it. Hold on. She Hold on. is the... Not fifth sister. Shit. Seventh sister? Hold on. I'm going to get it. I'm trying... This... Here we go. She is the ninth sister. Damn it. I was so close. That was my next one. So the Grand Inquisitor, the second sister is Trilla. I don't know who the fourth sister is. The fifth brother we know. The sixth brother we've seen in Clone Wars. Seventh sister we've seen in Clone Wars. She dies. No, Eighth... she's in Rebels. She's in Rebels. And Rebels, she dies. sorry. And I can't figure out if that is her who's next to the 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 fifth brother or whatever brother, fourth brother, whatever they are. There's too many. There's too many brothers and sisters. I wish they just had names. Uh, I'm looking it up now to see which one. Or or a name tag. Why couldn't they just put name tags on them? Oh, 
like a welcome welcome to the death star i'm you know hello my name is yeah exactly you know why couldn't they just have like a oh i'm she is the fourth sister fourth sister yeah she's the one yeah she's the fourth sister she's just a big bitch I mean, they're all vying for power, and they all want to be the Grand Inquisitor. And then there's the tenth brother, who looks like he's only been in comics, from what I can see. Yeah, here. there is there is one that you only ever see in comics, and he's he looks awesome. Is that the one um, that's ripped? He's like just jacked. Yeah, and he has like yeah. a mask. Yeah, yeah, and long flowing <laughs> white hair. Yeah, yeah, that's the that guy's cool. And then, so the other thing is too is is you know I w- I want to know how the program dies. Like, does Vader just like, all right, yeah. I'm done with all of you? So this episode was 40 minutes long. Like if we don't get like an hour and a half next week, I don't know how they'll. I don't Paul know how dropped do it. it in. It's an hour and thirty three minutes. Oh, the final episode. Is, oh yeah. Well, so that so it's a movie. Yeah. It's essentially a movie at that point. I mean, we went from a movie to a mini series to um, possibly we'll a series. Yeah. If they do a season two, it's then it's more than well, a series. But even like so, think about how this how this whole season started. This whole series started. We essentially got that movie in the first two episodes. Them giving us the two episodes in, in the beginning was like that, like opening part to the movie, and then you do just a bunch of like little fillers up until you can do the big part at the end. I kind of like that. I have a feeling the movie was rescue Leia, bring her back to Alderaan. Everyone's happy, and Reva was never anywhere in all of this. And then I think when they introduced Reva, the whole story changed because now there's this whole other element to how the story is going to be told. Um, and then it gave them more opportunity to have Vader in interesting situations where he interacts yeah. with Obi-Wan, the Inquisitors, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's how it probably snowballed was like, well, what if we did this? Oh, well, that'd be pretty cool. Well, we need to put an entire episode around it. Like, what if we had Vader, you know, uh, face off against the Inquisitor because she disobeyed or something? Oh, well, we'd have to have a whole episode to, to you know, tell that story. Yeah. So I think that's probably how it snowballed is they mm. thought they were rushing and then they wanted to spread it out. I, and I don't feel like this series is is like it doesn't feel like The Hobbit, where you know an eight hundred page book somehow got made into three movies. I mean, I know yeah. how. They yeah, just, they took stuff from the Lost Tales and all the unfinished stuff that Chris Tolkien and Jr. had. Yeah. But you know, most people that read The Hobbit were like, "Okay, this is not." I don't. I don't know. This doesn't sure. feel like that. It doesn't feel like they took taffy and were like stretching it. It still feels like a good. Uh, paced story so i am interested if there's a hook at the end of this like season two because all the rumors are saying season two it feels like there's there has to be a hook at the end because i mean like even even look at it from like the whole leia part of the story and and tying it into episode four uh is really really interesting because now it just makes me completely second guess everything that like the interactions with leia and ben i saw a really really cool like um breakdown of it was four pictures and it was it was Obi Wan, and then it was him protecting Luke, and then it was him protecting Leia, and then when they come together on the Death Star, and he looks over and sees both of the he sees the twins together. He uh, knew that his job was done. He knew that he united the brother and the sister, and they were safe because he knew that they were going to get on that Millennium Falcon and fly away. And what was left? What was left for their guardian? His job was done. His yeah. time, his time, his time on uh in in that in that universe has come to an end, and I thought that was so beautiful, and I thought that was a really really cool way to just like close Ben's story when you look at it from just like you look at it from the end of episode three, and it's Padme asking Obi Wan to protect them, and then we get to the end of ep- we get to almost the end of episode four, and he looks and sees that they're together and they're okay, and honestly, I was like, oh, goosebumps because I never really thought of it that way. I never really yeah. thought that that was. His t- his watch had, had ended, right. you know. It was over, and that was that's really cool. And I want to see more of. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of these like these really cool connecting pieces where it's just like, oh, now I get it. So, so now I want to go back and honestly watch episode four and see what did Filoni do in order to make you look at these these scenes and go, oh, I, there's so much more to this because like the whole idea of like her trying to reach out, go after Obi Wan. We don't know, like, why does she, why, other than her dad, no, other than Bale knowing Obi-Wan, why was she so hell-bent on seeking Obi-Wan's help? Well, now we fucking know. We know that because Obi-Wan, she's, she's literally been in his presence and she, she feels safe with him because this is her guardian. She knows this is her guardian. 
Um, yeah, so why wouldn't you want to reach out to the person that that is you trust the most, the person who's saved your life, held your hand, gone through the shit with you? Who else would you call? I'd call I'd call Ben, of course. Do you think he's going to tell her about Padme in the last episode? Um, I that's that's like, I tried that's to an, save your mother. That's an interesting thought. I don't think so. I don't think that's his place to to do that for her because he's going to leave her. You know, why would you want to why would you want to be like, here's all these stories about your mom and then your dad choked her out and she died. So see you later. You know, I feel like that would be more of story, more so a story for like for Bale to sit her down and be like, listen, you are the daughter. Like, I love you. You are an Organa. But at the same time, you are also a Skywalker, you know, like or, or things along those lines or maybe well, not even a Skywalker or you are the daughter of, you know, you're the daughter of Padme because she doesn't know that she's she's uh, loose. He could, he could tell it the same way he told to Luke, which was Anakin. Uh, Darth Vader killed your father. Yeah, yeah, it could could be another twisted uh, riddle. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's a riddle, but yes, it's true at the same time. Like, right? Darth I mean, Vader that's... did kill his Anakin. That's... Sure, I mean, like we're yes, correct. But at the same time, look at what that story did to Luke in Episode Five. Your dad's dead. No, okay, technically, no. You're you're the yes, the person that I knew is gone, but that's still your daddy. You know, like he, he bent, Ben talked around things. And I think that also, again, Kevin plays into the mental health. It plays into Ben's faults. Why would anyone want to recognize their biggest failures ever? Like, why would I, why would you want to say to somebody, Hey, I really messed up and created a monster. Good luck. You know, so I can see why Ben wanted to talk around these things because he's still even, even 10 years later, still fighting these ghosts fighting these demons and so again we can now look at why old ben kenobi was was talking to luke the way that he was because now we see a younger version of ben dealing with it in real time yeah no i think you summed that up perfectly um so an hour and a half next week yeah uh final episode tim and i will be a back to normal wednesday recording and uh we'll get it out um and uh yeah i'm excited i very pumped I feel like there'll be a hook at the end for season two. I think um, there's too much story left to tell. Uh, and even an hour and a half isn't enough. Uh, so, But I do think we will get the final duel between Obi-Wan and Vader. And I do think Obi-Wan will win. I think Obi-Wan learns from when he fights somebody. We have learned that over and over again. He never makes the same mistake twice. So he won his first – well – Obviously, they used to spar all the time, but he won his first real duel on Mustafar. Yeah. And then he lost the last time because he wasn't really connected to the Force anymore. Vader just steamrolled him. Um, <laughs> but I think this time he'll have learned a thing or two like, okay, this is how Anakin fights now. This is how he moves. This is how he's, you know, how he yeah. holds himself up. Same way he baited Maul. He switched his stance to Qui-Gon's stance and Maul was like, cool, there's the opening. And he was like, nah, you Gotcha. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, I think the last episode is going to be very uncomfortable with Vader getting really close to Luke. Like, really uncomfortable to the point where maybe, like, feet away. Uh, I mean, we know Owen and Baru survived, too, till episode four. Um, did you, you ever see the, the action figures, the fake ones, where it's the yeah. burnt skeletons and it says the o- Uncle Owen limited edition? Oh, my God. No, but they were, they were leaning into that. It was like... Um... What was the there was there was merchandise at celebration this year. It was like something about like um a dark the unk the Baru dark roast or something like that. <laughs> we you should know, do that or, for coffee. Yeah, dude. It was, it was like it was like it was like a coffee house logo, but it was like it was like the Owen and Baru dark roast or something. Oh my like god, that. I wonder if they I wonder if they would let us do that next year for May May 4th. That'd be so, hilarious. We should talk to them and see if us. we can do an Owen and Baru dark roast. An actual like, an actual coffee. That'd be, That'd be hilarious. I'd like a 500 it. bag run. They would. Yeah. Play. And then Wayne would actually have to burn every single, every single bean. It's just, oh it's God. just ash in there. You just open it up and it's just ash. <laughs> I love it. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> anyway. All right. We're getting out of here. We'll be back next week for the finale of Obi-Wan. Thank you so much for listening. What did we say? Episode 87 and a half. 87 and a half. Not. Three, not in three quarters. No, that's, that's how you get to to Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. <laughs> Eighty-seven and three quarters. Yeah, well, it's not nine and three quarters. Nine platform and three quarters. Is the actual right? platform. Yeah. 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 So, uh, eighty-seven and a half. 
so uh, uh, the like Tim said, the episode from GCX, if you missed it, will be up. Uh, and then this one, and then next week, we dive into the end. Um, is there anything we want to cover after Obi-Wan, Tim? Like, Oh, man, dude. There's, there's actually a lot of things that I, I want to finish up. I want to, I want to uh, finish up the Brotherhood book. And I think that's a good one to, to talk about since it's like right after oh Obi-Wan. Dude, um, I need Anakin to bro- and Thrawn talking yeah. in the second book when they first meet. And I knew Thrawn he was going to love it. Correcting him on his name and Anakin repeating it back to him and Thrawn correcting him again and Anakin Mithron getting Yurodo. really mad. That's what I yeah. said. Mithron Yurodo. Mithron Yurodo. It was so good, Yurodo. dude. It was fantastic. Yeah. And also, yeah, have you, you haven't gotten to the part where they're like, where Thrawn knows it's Anakin, where he calls him out as Vader. He said it in the well. He said it in the first book and the second book. He knows Vader's Anakin. Okay, because he gets like I just love how pissed off Anakin gets. He's like, oh no, he was no, pissed in the beginning of the second book. That he's he says it to dead. Him. <laughs> it's just like, ooh, yeah, no, no. Vader was not happy when that came up in the conversation. Mm. That also That's- plays into when when Obi Wan's talking to to Reva, and he's like, he wouldn't have, he would have kept that secret. He wouldn't have told you that he's Anakin unless it was like that was so good. No, because when he's in the temple, doesn't he have the calm with the Emperor with Sidious, and he says, you know, right. That's not rise dart. No. I'm no, trying I'll, to think. He says Vader at some point when he's in who, the temple. Who says Vader? I don't remember. Is it is it the clone troopers or somebody? I don't or does remember. she just know because he's the one massacring Oh no, 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 no. So the only reason why I why I brought that up was because like Vader Vader does keep it very close to the chest that he's Anakin. He doesn't tell anybody that. So I thought that was really cool that that Thrawn was able to just by knowing the way that Anakin acts and and in getting to know that person, and because the way that Thrawn is, the way that he's able to just like tear people apart by knowing just like a piece of art, right? And so like right. knowing that he was knowing that he was actually talking to Anakin Skywalker, and he knew that that person is Darth Vader. I thought that was really cool, and it just plays into the whole thing that 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 Obi Wan says is that he Anakin Anakin would never say I'm Anakin Skywalker. He he has taken on the identity of Darth Vader and he won't tell anybody that. So I just thought that was really cool that they continued to harp on that that idea that nobody truly knows who Darth Vader is. Right. Except Obi-Wan and Thrawn and a few people and yep. Reva. Mhm. I wonder if the Grand Inquisitor knows. I don't know. That's well, I would assume so because Anakin recruited him. Oh yeah, it recruited him at the temple, so it would make but sense. I, that he yeah, knows. so I think that that might be the only other person. So it's just a few select people who actually know who Darth Probably Vader some is. Some of the Imperial officers know too. Like the high, 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 high ranking ones, like right under Sidious. Yeah, some of the moffs. Yeah, so that, I mean we know that Tarkin and Anakin had, you know, a connection of some point during the Clone Wars. So I mean, like maybe Tarkin knew. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. We'll be back next week for the finale. You all have a great week. And as always, the force be with you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.